And now, introducing your We Like Sports podcast, standing at guard. He is six foot one, weighing in at eight grams. This is Riggs, standing at your other guard from the Freedom Mason College, Keith Migra. Standing at forward, he's six foot, Peyton. Vince, standing at center, he is the professional one, Parker Pierce, and our producer, Tyler Piggott. And welcome to the Peyton Vince Like Sports Podcast. I am your host, none other than Peyton Vince. Today's show is just me, myself, and I. This is going to be interesting. Nonetheless, though, before we get things started, I want to give a shout-out to one of my favorite people out there, Cisco the Barber. You know, I need a haircut again soon. The holidays are coming up. If I get a haircut, I'm going to none other than Cisco the Barber out in Lorraine. His number, obviously book his appointments. I mean, he could do facials for you. He'll do beards. He'll do lineups. He'll do haircuts. He does it all. Hit him up, 440-320-2691. Again, that's 440-320-2691. And that's Cisco the Barber, Cisco the Barber on Instagram. And book your appointment with them before it gets too late and you end up looking all straggly for Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's, New Year's Day. All that stuff, when you want to go out, you need a haircut for it. It's almost like manscaping almost. It's very identical. But nonetheless, though... It's Peyton. It's sports time. To get things started, we're going to be doing the tip-off. There's no getting the ring today, so this should be fun. But for the tip-off, we got Giannis Antetokounmpo that finally signed one of the first Supermax contracts with his original team. You had him sign that contract. I want to say it's five years with $228 million. He's one of the first NBA players to actually remain with his team since the start. Is that any good for just basketball as a whole? And that exact contract number is, too. It's five-year, $228 million Supermax extension. But... Actually remain with... It's me. (laughs) But with everybody in the NBA, like your LeBron James, you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Campbell Walker, all those guys that have the eligibility to sign a Supermax contract... They haven't gone ahead and actually stayed with their original team. LeBron was signing two-year contracts when he was with Cleveland, which in this case, too, it does better for Milwaukee because Milwaukee isn't so much a big market team. Milwaukee isn't like a New York, a Los Angeles, a Chicago, a Toronto even at this point, or a Boston. You don't have these big market teams And Giannis is the first player that could be making strides for these small market teams because he's only 26 years old and he signed that five-year Supermax, which, again, you don't see that too often within the NBA. Usually it's just on to bigger and better pastures because you want that championship ring now. But I'm assuming Giannis Antetokounmpo actually has that mindset that if you build it, they'll come. And they got a young team... They have pieces around them, and as I pull up on uh, Google, NBC Sports reported that Giannis urged the Bucks front office to trade for Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards, which Bradley Beal right now is playing with Russell Westbrook, 
But if you end up trying to get that key piece, again, NBA, even though you do have complaints of the Supermax and these teams wanting to have these super teams, you have to build to be better. You have to build in order to actually have those pieces around you. You saw it before with the Cavs when the Cavs had LeBron James come back and you traded away Andrew Wiggins and you had everything happen of that sort that you have to build around what you have. Also, speaking of the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers are 2-0 and in the preseason. Is that anything worthwhile to look at? Because of the fact that they are 2-0, and you have their first-round pick, fifth overall, Isaac Okoro, that is providing a lot of effort around for the team. I mean, he had a game-winning basket in their first preseason game. He's pretty much making that effort, that extra effort, that he belongs in the Cavs' starting lineup come the regular season, which I believe is next week against the Hornets on the 23rd which I think is exactly a week from now. But Isaac Okoro has definitely been making movements for the fact that the Cavs should start him. They got another preseason game tonight against the New York Knicks. Hornets, their first matchup Wednesday at home at 7 p.m. with the outstanding 300 fans in attendance expected. So, nonetheless, though, with the Cavs, I do want to mention, because since it is me by myself, I did all I can to make an effort to get other people's opinions. Because you could hear about me blabbering for the whole entire time, but that's not what we do on the We Like Sports podcast. What we do do is go to We Like Sports on Twitter, which is at We Like Sports PC. But nonetheless, a good friend, Cameron Masella, I used to go to broadcasting school with him, and he gave me a hot take, which is the following. And leave it in the comments below. Tweet at us. Go on our Twitter. Stay engaged with us, because this show specifically, I could always use the ideas. But he said that the Cavaliers are a playoff team, and that's a hot take. Here's why. He said there's a better coaching situation this year with J.B. Bickerstaff that actually gets his players more so than John Beeline did, who is an older, out-of-touch gentleman that was a college coach for Michigan. He said that the youth is getting refined by having Darius Garland and Colin Sexton and Isaac Okoro looking so good so far. The effort that they kept Andre Drummond and the bottom of the East hasn't changed much, so obviously if there's not change and you could get better, you're going to move up in the standings. Also, he said, I think we have a better team than people are giving us credit for. But at the same time, though, Cameron, I do wonder if we're getting a little overzealous or a little too quick because this is the preseason after all. This isn't anything to write home about just yet. Obviously, having a game-winning yeah, game-winning basket in your first professional game outside of college, which, again, isn't professional yet, but in the National Basketball Association, having a game-winning basket obviously throws motion for you. Also, Isaac Okora has had some outstanding stat lines, too, because he's scoring points at the three like you didn't really expect because a lot of people wanted Obi Toppin when they did have the NBA draft back just last month. And Isaac Okora wasn't met with too much expectations or, I mean, the last time we did the podcast and we're talking about Isaac Okora, we were judging it by the fact of if that was a basketball school he went to in Auburn, which I believe I said I didn't, but he's making me eat my words right now at this moment. 
But Isaac Okoro, I think what you might end up seeing is you may or may not end up having the fact that he will be in the starting lineup of some sort, which also means that guys like Colin Sexton or Darius Garland, more so Colin Sexton, is going to be bumped for playing time because there's a better player on the floor at the time. And that's what you have to do in any sport is you could have that team set around you, but you need to have that person that's going to push the others. You're going to have to play for playing time, especially with a young team like the Cleveland Cavaliers has right now. You want to have to have that fight because right now, tonight's starting lineup for the Cavs for this preseason game, I want to say it doesn't look too pretty on paper, but this is something that obviously you're trying to adjust because it is preseason, but you have Darius Garland, you have Damian Dotson, Isaac Okora, small forward again, Thon Maker, and Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is probably the only one that I can see staying at his position. I think Darius Garland's going to be bouncing. Initially, I thought he'd be bouncing at shooting guard and point guard, but it looks like at this time they've phased out the fact that Colin Sexton is probably going to be better suited in a bench role. The fact that we're talking basketball in December is a bit shocking, but this is... I hope that we're not getting to the point where we're having high expectations because I've gotten the hot take over and over again of if LeBron James does decide to come back, I don't want him here because that means that the youth around him, there's bound to be an issue. Kyrie Irving complained, and this is a fact, by the way, guys. Kyrie Irving complained about the fact that he had all this pressure on him before LeBron James came. He had all this pressure. There's too much. The media spotlight was on him. And he gets LeBron James, and two years later, they win a ring. Three years later, he goes on to go elsewhere because he doesn't like playing with LeBron James, even though at one point he was complaining about being the leader of a team. If you bring in somebody like LeBron James again to the Cavs, this is why I'm saying do not bring him back because if you end up bringing him back, who knows what young talent you have wants out. What if somebody like an Isaac Okoro is extremely successful in the NBA Again, judging off two games. But what if he is super successful, he's a small forward, and LeBron James comes in and goes, hey, buddy, you're playing power forward or playing shooting guard. That's my position. you got to earn to play over me. Which, again, great mindset as a team. But overall, you don't want to have that mindset for that individual because sometimes people are so used to having everything handed to them that having the whole idea that earning something isn't in existence. You more so just had it handed to you. That's what I see happening if LeBron James comes back. But the fact that the Cavaliers has a good core young team, again, 2-0, judging it off the preseason. Again, nothing to write home about the preseason, but this is also the time to gauge how this season is going to look. Because regardless... This isn't expected. It's preseason, but the Cavs haven't lost the game, and they're beating a team within their division, and they don't even have healthy starters like Matthew Delvadova, who I believe has a concussion. Colin Sexton's been out. Kevin Love's been out. You're having guys that (laughs) your core starters right now that have been with the team is Darius Garland, 
and Andre Drummond. Everybody else is new on the squad, and it's a good news, a bad news scenario. Because, again, you have to gain this teammate chemistry, but overall with the Cavaliers, it's good news to see them off to a hot start. But nonetheless, though, I do want to break into the stats of Isaac Okora within his two preseason games, which, again, it's very shocking that he has been as successful as he has since the start of the preseason. Because you have to remember, too, at the same time, the Cavaliers didn't have any NBA action. Isaac Okoro didn't have NBA action since probably before March of this year, before everything got shut down with COVID. So he's come out, he's looked strong, he's looked like an athlete that could actually be playing professional basketball for a long time. And you're not only seeing that with Isaac Okoro, you're also seeing that too with the likes of LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball's looked outstanding too. But as I'm pulling up the stats from this past Monday's game with the Cavaliers, you have... Victor Aladupo is still playing with the Pacers. Obviously, preseason, so you're not giving it your all, unfortunately. That's just the way athletics work. But you have Victor Aladipo, Sabonis, Drew Holiday, Brogdon, and Holiday all together. I think that's Andrew Holiday. We're looking at technology here. It's not the greatest. But with Isaac Okoro, he has 15 points in that second game. He had... Three rebounds, four assists, and that was only within 28 minutes. His first game was a lot more outstanding, but the fact that 15 minutes for a rookie is enough for me within two preseason games to at least be comfortable with him coming off the bench and then earning a spot. You also have Andre Drummond, Darius Garland, their starters for that game with 17 points. Dotson had 10 points that last game, so obviously he's trying to bounce back with 10 points within a 31-minute time span. But the fact that the Cavaliers are... It's surprising that there's excitement for the Cavaliers, even though it is early on, but and it is preseason. I keep on emphasizing the fact that this is preseason. But, again... Preseason numbers don't mean the same because it tends to be the fact that teams hold back during the preseason because these games don't necessarily mean much. But a lot of people in that first initial game, when Jetty Osmond dropped 23 points and played the whole entire game essentially, that's good news for a guy that's pretty much your starting... It isn't pretty much. He is your starting small forward. 23 points in 22 minutes, not bad at all. Isaac Okoro, his first game ever professionally is 18 or eighteen points, three steals, one assist, one rebound. It's good things to see. It's pleasant things to see on a stat line. It's surprising that the Cavs actually have talked that they believe that they're NBA playoff material. But judging by the fact that this year is this year and so many things are out of whack within the NBA playoffs and the season having two halves, it's very possible that this can happen because this is also the same podcast, the same group of people that has said that if anything happens this year with the Super Bowl, the Browns would win it this year because 2020 – it's literally whose line is it anyways where the points are made up and the show doesn't matter or something like that, right? That's not it. 
where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. There we go. I'm a 90s kid. But it's like the rules are made up for 2020 and the points don't matter, but the Browns would end up making it in within the Super Bowl and they would have some kind of, like, nobody in attendance because of coronavirus. So this 2020 year would make sense if the NBA had the Cavs within a playoff spot at some point. Obviously, you have some threats right now with the Miami Heat. The Bucks are up there. You have the Nets with a healthy Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. You have a very interesting landscape right now because you have even the Wizards maybe at this point because they have Russell Westbrook. They have Bradley Beal. Then you also add in the factor of James Harden. James Harden, (laughs) their first preseason game, he looks like he belongs in the front of a Bob's Big Boy holding a burger. That's how out of shape he is. It's very disappointing to see somebody like that, but that's... Again, obviously, if you see the show, you know who Riggs is. Riggs is very annoyed with the fact of the matter being that you have NBA basketball players that are divas like James Harden. James Harden doesn't want to come out and say it, but he essentially, the thought is, doesn't want to play against LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, the stronger Western Conference, which used to be a cakewalk when LeBron was on the other side of the conferences. Now James Harden wants to go to the East and play with guys like the Brooklyn Nets, wants to play with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. That was his initial outlet. I want to say the Knicks were in there too, just for the market. And now added to the list since the last show is the Bucks and the Heat. So, obviously, this NBA landscape could change over and over again. James Harden, if I were you, you have to end up losing some weight because teams aren't going to want you, even if it's through a trade, even if that's somewhere you want to be, because that doesn't look like a professional at the end of the day. And now I sound like Parker Pierce, who, which, by the way, is going to be on at 8 o'clock via phone call talking Cleveland Browns. They're going to be talking Monday Night Football, the Browns-Ravens matchup. Thus, the title of the show, Shit Happens. Am I right, Lamar Jackson? But anyways, on another note, though, I wanted to hit on the James Harden thing. Also, Luka Doncic, ESPN believes that Luka Doncic is top five, is a, let me correct my grammar here, is a top five NBA player. Honestly, with the whole entire thought process of Luka Doncic, he is a very good NBA player. Top five? I could possibly see him within that audience of top five. Right away, the names that come to mind is... Let me pause for a water break. Not sponsored, Dasani. But anyways... You have LeBron James, obviously, that's in there. You have James Harden. He is a top five NBA player. You have Jimmy Butler. I'd consider him as well. Kawhi Leonard probably as well. And that's four. I think Luka Doncic might just make it at the brink at top five. But that's also players that aren't mentioned, which maybe I'm just contradicting myself at this point, but uh, Steph Curry isn't mentioned. Uh, Kyrie Irving isn't mentioned. Uh, Kevin Durant isn't mentioned in this top five. Paul George. These are players that maybe 
It depends because Luka Doncic has been very tough. He's been clutch. He's playing for the Mavericks, which in the beginning they were a rebuild team, essentially. You had Kristaps Porzingis that was running the show when he ended up coming there, trying to be healthy, which didn't last long. The Mavericks, I think the reason why Luka Doncic is considered a top five NBA player is actually because of the place he's at. It's not a place... Like, if he was in Los Angeles, another one, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis should be in the top five players, two of the NBA, but not considered. So, if Luka Doncic was in the Los Angeles Lakers organization with guys like LeBron James, with guys like Anthony Davis, would you consider him a top five NBA player then? I don't think so, because within that team... He's a top three NBA player, but he is just the third top player on that team. That's It depends on that organization. If he didn't have the spotlight with Dallas, I don't think Luka Doncic would be considered a top five NBA player. But nonetheless, though, you have him easily within the top 10, top 15 when you have guys, like I mentioned, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, you have your LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. That's definitely top 10, I think, because then I'm blanking out from there. So ESPN, I want to say I agree with you, but I agree with you just in the sense that because it's Dallas Mavericks that he's playing for. I mean, numbers speak volumes at the end of the day, and if we look at Luka's stat line, I think... Two years ago, that was his rookie year. Rookie year, obviously, he didn't look like a rookie. He was a very tough individual and was very standout player, I guess. That would be the correct wording. Was He stood out. He stood out. That was still when Dirk Nowitzki is still playing with the Mavericks. I think that initially it was more so people believe he's a top five NBA player because there wasn't too much hype behind him. Not too many people knew the name Luka Doncic until about afterwards the next season. But before we end up taking a quick break, I definitely want to look up Luka Doncic's stat line within two years. I mean, the guy's only 21 years old. He's a 1999 birthday. I'm born in 96, and I even feel old at this point. But he was a rookie... In 2018-2019, his first year with Dallas, he averaged, let me find it, 21.2 points per game, got to play in 72 games starting, 32.2 minutes averaged, 61 games in this past season, obviously COVID cut it short, but his points per game improved to 28.8 points per game, he also I saw a rise in his minutes per game, too, with 33.6. All of this information coming to you from Basketball Reference. But he's super young. He's athletic. In 133 games altogether, he's averaging about 25 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game, and 7 assists. Again, this is a guy that nobody thought would be... because. We're going to be honest here before we end up taking that commercial break, as mentioned. If you play overseas, you're not going to be as known as much to the American audience because people don't take the time to study film. 
for instance, the only person this past draft that played overseas and actually got attention, right away I would say LaMelo Ball, and that's just because of his last name being Ball, related to LaVar, related to LaMelo. Or, no, I said LaMelo twice. The, the Alonzo Ball, that's the other one. And then the other one that's playing in Detroit that got cut. He obviously isn't important. But on that note, though, I think the overseas graphic or demographic for basketball, there has to be an easier access point for that, and that's when you could actually gauge these players a little bit more because Luka Doncic has even been considered a number one overall draft pick if you redraft that draft class from 2019. But as mentioned, 8 o'clock's coming up. We've got two more minutes or so. When we get back from break, we're going to be joined by Party Parker Pierce, or Professional Parker Pierce, sorry, the party's already started, that's just because I'm solo, but we have Professional Parker Pierce coming on talking Browns versus Ravens, we're going to be upcoming matchup between the Giants and the Browns, as well as looking forward to next Sunday's show and previewing what to expect, more than likely for our first stop show on Sunday from 11 to 12.45 p.m. Browns kickoff, usually unless they're playing Sunday night against the Giants. Nonetheless, though, when you get back, we'll be joined by professional Parker Pierce talking the Browns, talking Lamar Jackson, talking Brandon Marshall's asinine comments, but don't go anywhere. We'll be back on the We Like Sports podcast. Riggs, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to Manscaped. Use the promo code Sports with a Z, S-P-O-R-T-Z. Ball toner, ball deodorant, ball shaver. I use it. My roommate, best friend uses it, Brian Fluke. I love him. We'll be back on the We Like Sports podcast. Manscaped. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board, bored in the house and I'm in the house board, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have, and that is painful. I would not ever do that again, and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped, because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. And welcome to the Peyton Vince Like Sports Podcast. I am your host today, Peyton Vince. At this time, we are joined by none other than a usual co-host of the show. Hold on, hold on. Let me introduce myself. I cannot believe that you are doing a show right now by yourself as the Peyton Vince Sports Podcast. This is an absolute atrocity. I am so sorry, everybody that's watching at home, that I am not there. This is professional Parker Pierce. Here I am. I'm live in the flesh by telephone. I'm ready to talk some Browns, Peyton. And I know you're not. You know why? Because you're scared. You're scared. You're so nervous at the fact that your Steelers have gone 0-2 in your last game, and you just saw the Browns and Ravens have one of the greatest 
most amazing Monday Night Football games that have happened in recent history. And please tell me, Peyton, how do you feel about that? So before we even get into the whole entire Browns Monday night Monday night game, I want to mention the fact. I want to get your thoughts on this with Lamar Jackson. Did he have to shit? Let's be honest. Oh, he, oh, oh, definitely. Did you see the way he walked back there? He looked like Uncle Murphy making his way out to you know. He just ate too much turkey on Thanksgiving Day. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's time to go, time to go. And you made his way. He didn't have a clamp. You, you know what they actually said? They said he had a cramp in his forearm. He had a cramp in his forearm, not his leg. So if he's running back there with cramps in his forearm, there's no way he's looking like he has to go take a major dookie in Cleveland Brown Stadium, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, anyways, I know that obviously that, that's been the whole entire controversy of that game outside of the fact with the Browns missing a couple key field goals. One of my uh, good friends, Gary, uh, he mentioned the fact that after the first one that they missed, that if the Browns end up losing this game by three, which coincidentally they should have outside of a dumb safety without minutes to go, he kind of called it, and that ended up biting the Browns in the ass. Without a doubt, though? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that, that really did actually bite the Browns in the ass. But you know what actually did really bite the Browns in the ass was the fact that Trace McSorley came into the game and on a third down, he made a completion for a first down that extended the time to where they can go another three down to where it became fourth down to give time for uh, for for Lamar Jackson to to take his dump in the locker room and come back and make that amazing fourth down touchdown completion, you got to realize Trace McSorley actually did put on a decent drive and he extended that time that Lamar Jackson needed, whether it be from cramps in his forearm or cramps in his abdomen. It didn't matter what it was. He, it doesn't matter. Lamar Jackson was out of the game, and the Browns could not get off the field. And Trace McSorley extended that drive and got them into a position where Lamar Jackson was able to come in and complete that fourth down completion. The Browns would have gotten off the field before that. All this magical stuff would not have happened. Yeah, I mean, honestly, timing's everything without a doubt in sports. I mean, if it's baseball, you have to time it up to swing it. Sometimes with mm-hmm. football, I guess you have to time it up your bathroom breaks and have the backup kind of lead you on to the next scoring drive. But uh, uh, you being a, a Pittsburgh fan, do you, do you really think that Lamar Jackson had to take a poop? Or was he really actually dealing with some cramps in that situation? Being a zero... You know, an outside guy, a fan of two of a whole different ball club. You know, you you hate both the Browns and the Steelers. Do you think Lamar Jackson was taking a poop there? Or honestly, did he actually do with cramps? Honestly, I think that was kind of more so like the like the gurgly belly kind of thing that like you have to find a bathroom as soon as possible, and that's kind of what that walk looked like. <laughs> And he also yeah, ran into the guy. personal trainer or the water boy or whatever. Like, he almost full-blown tackled him just to get into the locker room. 
I'm not that antsy if I'm cramping up, honestly. I'm moving a little gingerly. So if I'm cramping, I don't think that's usually going to be full speed ahead to get into the locker room. But nonetheless, though, obviously as a Browns fan, I mean, we've we've talked about it so much. There's a lot of expectations for the Browns to pretty much play close. And a lot of people on social media said that they'd be content with the fact that if the Browns lost by, like, three or obviously three should have happened again, going off the safety within seconds to go. But are you content as a Browns fan with the loss? And the second part of this question is, is that probably the best Monday night game you have ever seen, Parker Pierce? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with the second part of your question and say that uh, Monday night football as of late has been very, very, very disappointing to me. I mean, I, every night on Monday night football, everybody knows this, I'm a champion dart player, and that's my nights to play darts is Monday night. So that's what I'm stuck with watching, uh, you know, at my Monday night dart game is Monday night football. So I watch every single Monday night football game, and I'll tell you what, as of late, Monday Night Football has not been nearly as what it seems to have been as of like maybe five or six years ago. Because now it's like they're trying to accommodate, you know, every team into at least getting, you know, that one primetime game. And normally it comes with Thursday Night Football, but then they throw a bone to, 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 to the disrupt part teams that might have a chance. But usually you're stuck with Monday Night Football being the Dallas Cowboys, you know, being the San Francisco 49ers, being the teams that are historically great, the Green Bay Packers, you know, teams like that. And that's what's upsetting to me is that you see them so much. And it's really disappointing to me because they have been disappointing of late. And, and, and just seeing the Browns take over, getting that home home game on Monday Night Football over the Dallas Cowboys is it's a sign that okay, maybe the NFL is maybe moving in the right direction of like, hey, we want to see the best football on Monday night. And you know what happened? The Browns performed. The Actually, hold on one second. I just cut him off, and we're going to actually have a group call between the whole entire We Like Sports podcast crew. Parker, I hate to say it, but I think I lost them. <laughs> I tried making it happen. So, actually, hold on one second. There's some technical difficulties that isn't Tyler's fault. But nonetheless, though, I know that we have the whole entire Brown situation. Browns don't usually get the Monday night games, so the fact that they were able to have a Monday night game in there, that's definitely productive and more of a good sign in the fact that they didn't squander under the spotlight. Like I personally was worrying the most about as a Browns fan, if I was a Browns fan, I should say, is that that's the biggest concern is that if they end up getting blown out, like let's say they don't even put up any points and it's 45 to zero, that's kind of the bad news that you're looking at. Now the fact that Parker Pierce isn't answering, now I go with plan B, the one that was calling me during the said interview with Parker Pierce. We're going to call up Riggs because apparently it, he was the one calling it. I tried making it a group effort and it seems that like I don't have service, but like, of course, it, it never goes right. Yep, call call failed. There we go. But anyways, though, I'm going to try to get him back in touch. 
Hold on one second. So on another note, though, we'll obviously end up talking more Browns, but I do want to mention the fact that Brandon Marshall, former NFL wide receiver, decided to say that Baker Mayfield isn't the face of the franchise. All right, Parker Pierce, you're back. Riggs called in. We tried yeah, to make it in a group effort. I'm sorry. Did you hang up on me? What are you going on around here? Well, for, for once, once, I wanted, I wanted to, to hang up on you because you, you always cut me off. Oh, 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 so that's, that's like, like that's, that's what you're going with, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I'm not professional, that's in your name. Oh, all right. But, but anyways, <laughs> the last we heard was just, just the fact that the Browns are playing primetime games, and I've told you this, we talked about it last week, the biggest concern going into that game was the fact that it's Monday night, everybody's watching, all eyes are on you. If it was 45-0, to zero, a lot of different mindset would be happening right now if you're a Browns fan. The good news is they put up a great fight. Absolutely. If the game were being 45-0, we'd be, like, shivering in our boots right now. There's no doubt about that. The fact is, the Browns played, they, they, they were a part of one of the greatest Monday football games in recent history. And, and that goes to the bull side. I'm not taking any credit away from the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson absolutely picked apart the Cleveland Browns defense with his running game. And that was that was something that I just I was so frustrated with because I, I thought the Browns would keep in with the mindset to, you know, take that away. You know, have a quarterback spy, have that guy that only focused on Lamar Jackson. But that's hard to do when you're missing your key piece in that wide-out position, your quarterback, Denzel Ward. I swear to God, I think if Denzel Ward would have played and he was healthy, this game might have been a little bit different. The Browns came in uh, totally adjacent from week one. Week one, they came in, they had no idea what they were doing. They had a brand-new head coach. You know, all their all their meetings were done by Zoom conferences. They had no idea what they were doing, and, and it showed. But you can see by the way the team has developed that the Browns are not the same old Browns. They are a totally different animal. They seem like they are very aggressive. They're not afraid to do some play action. They're not afraid to do some trick plays. They're not afraid. They, they know they know they belong there, and they seem like they're willing to put that great game plan together and put together an offense that could score 40 plus points a game on any team in the league. And that's what that's what that showed to me on Monday night. But also, the Browns are missing a lot of defensive keys. Their 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 linebacker core is very subpar. Their defensive backfield has been struggling all year. Sandejo has been a nightmare. He had one good game against the Eagles, um, and he made that pin against Jacksonville. That's about all he's done. But you're missing Denzel Ward. And when you're missing Denzel Ward, that's a huge thing. I feel like in that game, Denzel Ward could have extended plays for the Browns' defensive line to get to Lamar Jackson. And and that could have been the difference in the game. I mean, you you have you have Denzel Ward covering, and he's a premier cornerback. You have him covering any one of the receivers, Willie Sneed, 
you know, any guy like that, he he can cover them for a couple seconds longer, and Lamar Jackson is just stuck in the pocket. But it didn't happen that way. Denzel Ward wasn't on the field, and I feel like Denzel Ward, if Denzel Ward was on the field, that game might have been a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, honestly... The biggest concern right now, if you're a Browns fan, is the fact that they have to do a lot defensively. And I'm not even talking about for next year because, obviously, that's how you fix it in the offseason. They have to get by for the time being. And one of our viewers used our Google Voice and texted in, what are the thoughts about the possibility of the Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens all being in the playoffs all together? Because there is that extra playoff spot now, and the Browns are leading the wild card division pretty much, and there's still a third spot as well. Parker, what are your initial thoughts on that? I'm really not worried about that because because I I believe all three teams do actually belong in the playoffs. I mean the Steelers are the Steelers. They are who they are. Yeah, they have they've had two difficult weeks, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has just not been able to find his receivers very well over the past two weeks. They they played some decent teams and you know, that that's happened to the NFL. Either way, they're still the frontrunners in the AFC North outside of the Chiefs. Or AFC outside of the Chiefs, not North. Sorry. Um, they are still a very competitive team in the AFC. The Browns and Ravens, I see them being equals. you got to understand, Lamar Jackson has missed a couple weeks now because of the COVID stuff and all that stuff. And, you know, that, that, that hurts the team. But you got to understand... The, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, it's a top five team in the NFL. They really are. And they, they proved that last year when they gave the Chiefs a really good run in the uh, in the playoffs. And the Chiefs are definitely a top two team. But I, I'm not worried knowing that the Browns, after seeing that Monday Night Football game, seeing the Ravens with their full strength they had, they had just about everybody. They were a full squad. They were exactly who they should be. And the Browns gave them the game of the year. And that's a good thing as a being a Browns fan is you know that hey, the Browns are the Browns are nine and four. That's better than they have been since ever, it seems in my lifetime. So seeing them being nine and three Going into a game on prime time with a team that has proven you've got the reigning MVP in Lamar Jackson coming back healthy, and they're pretty much, they have a full squad all together, that's a promising thing to see them put up the game of the year. That was the game of the year, Peyton. You got to understand that. There's not been a better Monday night football game in many, many years other than what you saw just now between the Browns and the Ravens. And that gives me a lot of hope because it makes me know, hey, the Browns can compete. They could they could be that one or two play difference from advancing in the playoffs. They can do that. They pulled it off against the Tennessee Titans. They won up huge on them in the first half. They proved they had the offensive prowess to actually do that type of thing. And then they turn around, they're facing a Ravens team that's revamped by, their, by, by getting Lamar Jackson back, and, and look at what happens. You have the game of the year. 
yeah, the Browns team looks short, but I'm not that worried because I know that they're still going to make the playoffs. And when they get in the playoffs, they're proven they can compete with that type of defense, that type of offense, and they are that good to make a push in the playoffs. And changing gears a little bit and talking about Baker Mayfield and for one, we're going to talk about the positives and then we're going to get into the critics of Baker Mayfield. But with Baker Mayfield's Hail Mary throw to end the half, what are your opinions on that? I mean, obviously, Baker has a very strong arm considering the fact that he threw in the air 70 yards. Is that something that excites you, or is that something that's dumb within, like, possibly risking an injury? What are your thoughts on that Hail Mary to end the half on Monday night? No, no, no. Anybody can throw a ball as far as they can and be okay. I'm not worried about that. I mean, I, 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 as, as a former pitcher myself, I've gone out there and thrown as hard as I could. And even though it's for one pitch, you know, I was, I was the same pitcher the very next throw. It's one throw. As long as you're warmed up, I'm not really concerned about that. Um, it's, it's promising knowing that, I mean, like, like I said, like I, I've never had any doubts about uh, Baker Mayfield's physical ability to be able to throw the ball, throw it in the tight spaces, be able to run a little bit, get out of the pocket, and throw on the run. I've never been, I've never been concerned about that. The only thing I've ever been concerned about was his decision-making, and that's really about it. And... And it did, it did not show very much. I mean, he had that one interception that was returned the one-yard line. Uh, that was about it that I was really concerned about Baker Mayfield. Other than that, as, as a diehard Browns fan and as a critic myself, like, I, I judge everybody. I mean, I, I'm tooth and nail with everyone. Like, if I don't like you, I don't like you. But Baker Mayfield has proven, like, he can be the guy, like, He's the guy that I, I'm very confident in going to battle with because he has good leadership and he makes those plays when he has to make those plays. And I'm just really confident with Baker Mayfield's play of late. And I'm not worried about those little mistakes he's making, even though the one ended up going down to the one yard line of his own offense. And on another note, too, I mean, this is the negative side of Baker Mayfield and the critics. Former NFL wide receiver Brandon Marshall said that Baker Mayfield after that Ravens game isn't the face of the franchise for the Browns. Yeah, you, you know, you know, you know. I say that Brandon Marshall wasn't the the face of the franchise for Miami Dolphins, even though he broke a record in catching the most passes in the game for the Miami Dolphins, and he obviously wasn't the top guy for Jay Cutler in, in Chicago. So Brandon Marshall has no room to talk. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm in the same boat as you at this point. Brandon, Brandon Marshall, he did nothing. What did, what did he do? What did he do? Hey, go back in, Go back inside. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on a conference call. Go back inside. <laughs> I apologize for that. Very unprofessional. I had, to yell at my I had to yell at my roommate. Very unprofessional. But anyways, before we end up letting you go, Parker Pierce, I want to hit on this. This isn't NFL related, but we've talked about it. Obviously, we have the show on Sunday at first stop, eleven to twelve forty-five p.m. First stop, Broman Burger, two dollars off. What a great deal! You can get fries or tots, and it is the best deal around town. 
But before we end up letting you go, obviously we're going to dive in a little bit deeper come Sunday. But with the Cleveland Indians having to change their name by 2022, what are your first initial thoughts? And then we'll dive a lot more into it come Sunday. All right. My first initial thoughts are obviously that I heard and I saw an article that said the Cleveland Indians should change their name to the Cleveland Citizens. That's the first thing I heard. And if the Indians change their name to the Cleveland Citizens, all you'll be doing is offending illegal immigrants all over the country. So that's obviously a problem, right? So we can't have that be a name. So on that note, we'll dive in a little bit more come Sunday, Parker Pierce. We'll end up seeing you Sunday. Thanks for calling in. Hey, you know what my Indian thing would be? What's that? The Cleveland Buzzards. And also, what else are you going to do once you hang up on the phone? What am I going to do when I hang up on the phone? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to... Usually Riggs does it. I'm going to I'm going to kiss my woman. And I'm going to tell her goodnight. And then I'm going to go to work at... 8 o'clock in the morning. That was supposed to set you up for Manscaped. I'm hanging up on you now. On that note, guys, make sure you Manscaped. Parker's going to end up doing it. He's just shy. When we get back on the We Like Sports podcast, we're going to end up using the Manscaped promo code SPORTS with a Z. But when we get back, completely change the pace here. Usually, we haven't hit on soccer or MLS or the Columbus crew or anything. It's going very under the radar. When we get back from break, we'll be joined by Kevin O'Blocky. He's going to inform you the soccer knowledge. He's going to be joining us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back on the We Like Sports podcast after this. If you're bored in a house and I'm in a house board, bored in a house and I'm in a house board. Why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have, and that is painful. I would not ever do that again, and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped, because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTS with a Z at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped and use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. And welcome back to the We Like Sports podcast. At this time, me, Peyton Vince, is joined alongside K-Block, Kevin O'Blocky. We're going to be talking soccer, man. Yeah! So... About time. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I feel so bad for this because I'm not a big soccer person at all. And... It completely went under the radar, the fact that the Columbus crew were even in the MLS Cup. And it makes me feel like a terrible sports fan, a terrible Ohioan. But, I mean, what all happened this year to make the Columbus crew get to the MLS Cup? Yeah, well, it was crazy because the season, they started in March. And then, you know, they played some games and then they they went to, uh, like, kind of like a summer tournament. Um, you know, and they, it was like a bubble. Uh, they made it happen. Then they just kind of came back and... 
Um, they just started, you know, playing, you know, normal games, kind of like what we're seeing in the NFL, like limited fans. And yeah. uh, before you know it, they're lifting the MLS Cup. So. Which is just crazy, too. Like, obviously, <laughs> and it goes with what I was saying earlier, too. 2020 is such a weird year mm -hmm. that if anything can happen, it will. Yep. So this is going back to the Browns analogy, too, that I said earlier in the show. If the Browns end up winning the Super Bowl, it would just make as much sense as the whole year does. Because, again, Columbus crew. I mean, I feel like everybody in Ohio never gets anything nice unless if LeBron's here. So usually the fact that Columbus crew, I mean, they've been around for a long time. I mean, it's super yeah. popular soccer team, too, or a soccer club, I should say, soccer right? Club, yeah. if, I'm being technical, if I'm being technical. But, like, the whole entire year, I mean, I know also you also are soccer-oriented. You used to play soccer, too, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what ends up when you have this element of this year, when you end up having this pause in March and being shut down and then having limited fans and feeding off of limited fans – what all would you end up having as a mindset as a player if this occurred for you? Well, uh, it'd obviously be really different, you know, especially in Europe where there's fans are like constantly chanting the whole game. It's a different atmosphere, like, you know, being in Europe than it is here, um, you know, in like an American like sports match, like the Browns or even like, you know, Major League Soccer. Uh, for the players, though, whether you like it or not, it's what it is. And you got to make the most of it. And I think that. I'm sure everyone was a little bit, you know, scared, but it seems like the league did a pretty good job handling it the best they could. I mean, you go, guys are going to go out and party, you know, you, they you can't stop them, you know. Right. Um, you know, because we had a lot of the crew players actually, like, they started test positive, uh, you know, in the playoffs. Bad time, right? Right, exactly. And, Terrible uh, timing. <laughs> yeah, and they were without two of their best players, Nagby, who's actually from, I think, Lakewood, Ohio, once to St. Ed's. Um, but he was out for the final. He was one of the best players. Then Pedro Santos, a midfielder, was out too, both due to COVID. They're probably two of the best three players on the team, and they won it without him. So, right. so obviously, looking to next year, if you're a Columbus Crew fan, if you're able to keep that same core and have two out of your three best players end up missing because of unfortunate circumstances and being stuck with a situation like you pretty much said, it gives you hope for next year, too, to actually stick around. And if I could win it with one out of or three star players, I could win it with three out of three and repeat, right? That's oh, kind of absolutely. the mindset. Yeah, they definitely uh, have a chance to be like a dynasty, I think. I mean, it's, it's not like easy, but at the same time, I think, you know, they really have um, the defense played good. Josh Williams, Cleveland native. I think, where did he go? Maybe he's a Columbus native, but he went to Cleveland State University out there. So, <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, but, you know, he stepped up as a defender. He played outstanding. There's this 19-year-old, Aiden Morris, who uh, he filled in for Pedro Santos, or was it Nagby, one of the guys. But he came when he played outstanding, um, and he was part of the Save the Crew Youth Movement to keep uh, the crew from relocating so right and that was also <laughs> i want to say it was also this year too or last year when they were talking about relocating and i mean honestly like was it this year or was it last year when they talked about the relocation for the columbus crew well uh we solidified it in 2018 okay 2018 like last year i'm trying to think was it last year? I forget. All the years are all mushed together. <laughs> know, with only right? 2020, this has been the longest year of my life. Oh my gosh, you're talking but, to me. <laughs> but with that, like, where were the possible destinations that they were talking about? I remember, oh. like, I obviously, like, it was at the point that, like, that was kind of when, like, Columbus Crew, like, the more common fan, not so much like the diehards, but that's when they started emerging and, like, yeah. watching more soccer or starting to. 
obviously in our group we don't too much and that's why we're on with you right now and we're trying to make that grow a little bit and get our interest in soccer or football whatever we want to call it right happy to be yeah but what were the possible relocation spots for the Columbus crew when they were talking about that? So there was actually one. Uh, the owner at the time, uh, well, he wasn't the owner. He was an investor. I'm not going to say his name. Okay. But, um, and I don't like the guy who moved the bronze. I'm just going to say that. I don't even <laughs> really follow the NFL that closely, but after going, like, you know, went through with uh, Columbus. Um, we're not going to say his name anyways, but no, he was looking to go to Austin. And long story short, it was pretty much a mess. Like, the league really tried to gift grab it for him, and he kept messing stuff up. So, um, so yeah, but Austin was the location that they were okay. going to. So. Gotcha. So, being a former soccer player, I kind of want to change gears here, because obviously we want to talk about the MLS Cup, the fact that they won it. Yeah. The so fact that... I don't even want to mention the, mention the guy's name, but the one that's in charge of the curfew said that if you're at the game or out wherever, you could extend your time because sports are everything, or, which, I mean, to a point I agree to. But anyways, though, with the soccer idea, because it's not as popular as, like, an NFL in America, at least with, like, your, like, core... Like, I mean, three people are, like, your three common sports usually are, like, your baseball, your football, and your basketball. Soccer's just kind of lost in the shuffle. And, K-Block, you also had your own YouTube channel at one point. You mentioned you had your TikTok channel that you ended up running and just making your own brand. But also, at the same time, your YouTube channel is just kind of extending the whole entire soccer community and just trying to educate. At one point, it was, yeah. Right, exactly. Different now. So, what... Would you try to end up convincing any kind of sports fan that's not watching soccer now to kind of gauge more of that interest or else kind of make it more fun, like a different way to watch it maybe? Or like what is outstanding to you what brought you to soccer should be the actual question. Yeah, well, I think um, number one, it's, it's so if you're a female, the guys are better looking. And you can actually see them. No, no, <laughs> big hair, we're all in shape, can run for nine minutes with stockage time. Uh, okay, anyways, but... Is that a plug for yourself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that, but, like, I think what I draw to it in 2003, it was just so different. Like, you have a European vibe, the crowd's chanting the whole time. It's a lot of fun. There's no commercial breaks. Um, it's just two 45-minute abs that everyone goes home. You know, you have your beers at the halftime or whatever the heck you do, you know, get up, walk around, and then, yeah. So it, it never stops. That's, I think that's what I like about it. It's just so different and unique and... Um, I don't know, it's exciting. Yeah. And, I mean, also, too, like, when you, like, end up, like, thinking, like, soccer, too, usually, I mean, it's so common now that in sports you always have, like, your everyday fans wanting to watch a sport that has a lot of scoring. But soccer, in reality, is close to hockey, that there's not as much scoring, or even a baseball. Like, it's kind of like, would you compare soccer within the same group as, like, a hockey and baseball when it comes to like a scoring unit obviously minus outside the fact of like two halves for 45 minutes and going non-stop without commercial breaks but would that be something like easier to transition the fans from those sports to become soccer fans if that was your goal um not sure that's a good question i don't know but i played hockey too i like hockey too hockey and soccer are favorite sports but no I'm okay 
Um, being a former hockey player and soccer player, I don't think the sports are very... In my but opinion, they're, they're not. They're but. different, and, like, one's, like, obviously soccer is still physical, whether you believe it or not. You have to watch it, and you end up having those slide tackles, and, I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen some injuries, too, and I end up catching, like, the Olympic time. That's usually when I'm watching soccer. World Cup, you mean, yeah. Yeah, exa- exactly, with the World Cup, but... That's kind of like hockey and soccer and baseball, all different sports, but when it comes to like that scoring unit, when you have basketball, for example, that the Cavs game right now, it's preseason, but it's 54 to 53 or whatever, and it's not scoring like you'd see in soccer, for instance. Right. So, obviously, throughout the year, Seattle, that was who they played, Columbus Crew, right? It was Columbus and Crew against final, Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Seattle, was that somebody that... Early on in the season, you would imagine that would be in the finals, or even the Columbus Crew, or is that somebody that you just kind of seen emerge throughout? Well, uh, the great thing about MLS, right? So obviously, it's not like the the level that the Premier League, the Bundesliga, Champions League, League One, Serie is. But um, the thing about MLS that's good is you like you really don't know who's going to win at all. Okay. Like you can make a case. But it's almost like a toss-up. Like, you have no idea. You can make a case for about half the league, you know? So that's pretty exciting, even more than that, I'd say. Um, I'd say Columbus was in the mix. Caleb Porter did a great job. He was uh, – he he really did a good job at Akron when they were really good and stuff. Um, you know, so he's done he's done a great job here. Um, he won the Cup in 2015 with Portland against Columbus in Columbus. Okay. I was at that game. It was a great time, but, you know, they lost. But, I mean, you can still have a great time even though you lose. It sucks, without a doubt, but you can still always have a good time. Yeah. Also, too, like, the Uh thing that kind of draws me to the soccer audience is, like, I'm a wrestling fan, and the way that wrestling chants kind of, like, have, like, because they do it the same thing. Like, if you go overseas or to England or... Like, anywhere in, like, the United Kingdom areas that, like, they always have, like, similar to the soccer chants that are always ongoing and there's nonstop and it's always, like, that electric energy. I like seeing that and I feel like having that kind of have similar idea within soccer, too, or wrestling taking it away from soccer and kind of meshing both together. That's kind of, like, the fan experience that you want to see because if you're always engaging or always having fun, I mean, you also have... uh, Trying to think of the noise ma- makers, the the Vuvuzela they had back in twenty ten, yeah, the Vuvuzelas or whatever. It's like a yeah. super long name. <laughs> yes, but like that's kind of what like would intrigue me to watch soccer, and also you mentioned the males, good looking guys out there. The females, on the other hand, I'm a big fan. I have been for a long time. Yeah. Alex Morgan. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I mean, with the whole entire, like you said, with the MLS Cup. Uh, or, yeah, the MLS Cup, right? MLS Cup, yep. Okay, gotcha. That's cool. So, that, I mean, you had guys that always had, like, the mainstream attention. Like, you have, like, I'm trying to transition to the point that, like, you have Cristiano Ronaldo and David Beckham. Did they, I know Ronaldo didn't play in the MLS, right? But Beckham did when he was playing with New York's team, I believe, right? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, okay. I knew it was a big market team. Uh-huh. But... What exactly, like, how would you end up having, like, an overseas or, like, an out-of-United States player, I should say, play within the MLS? Like, what knowledge would you have to have or what steps would they have to take? Sure. So it's it's called, like, an allocation system. So uh, with designated players. 
So, for example, like they pretty much have to get approved by the league, essentially. Okay. Um, that's some kind of complicated process, but it's to prevent like. So, say like New York has all the money in the world, they can't go out and they can they can't sign Messi and Ronaldo and you know Mo Salah, you know whoever's on fire, De Bruyne, you know they can't sign like ten people. They can't make a super team like you see with most teams now within yeah. like the common sports. Yeah, you can only have so many designated players. That's what they're called, players that are like from overseas and other leagues. Um, which is good um, because it keeps the competition there. And number two, it promotes the homegrown, like the homegrown rule, which is like try to give American players a chance and the league to grow and flourish. So um, I think it's good. And I'll be honest with you. So I've, I've liked soccer since 2003. And like a lot of my favorite players that have come to the league, like Beckham, uh, Bastin Schweinsteiger, uh, Davidia. I mean, the list goes on. Um, you know, and I've. It's not like I go to see Beckham, even though he played for my favorite team, Real Madrid. I mean, he was a great player. Um, you know, but they went to L.A., and it wasn't the same. Like, you want to see him play for Real Madrid when Real Madrid's playing against a team in Spain or a team right. in the UEFA Champions League when it matters, not like the Columbus crew. Like, gotcha. I don't know. It just doesn't match, you know. It's almost like... It just, it just doesn't fit with what you're used to seeing yeah. pretty much. So going back to the Columbus crew that I'm talking about, the players that are in the players' pool or whatnot, with the Columbus crew, are they pretty much, is it safe to say they're mainly a homegrown team with local guys that are, I mean, obviously with any sport you have guys that are local and then you also have guys that are from the national standpoint of like the United States. Mm-hmm. Do the Columbus crew, or did the Columbus crew this past season have any guys from the players' pool that ended up making that effort for the MLS Cup? I mean, sometimes that could be viewed as an advantage, you know? So, who was that player, I should say, and what difference did he provide in your thoughts of that for the team? Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, so um, I would say, well, the great thing about soccer, like, it's very, like, diverse. Like, I mean, I would say, like, I think I forgot the home run rule exactly is for the MLS, but I think it's half the team has to be like born in America. Okay. So it's still super diverse. Um, but you know, you had Josh Williams who grew up, I think in he's from Ohio, who went okay. to Cleveland State, play as a defender. He's been around with the team for a while, you know, and they won a championship. And then um, you look at the guy who scored two goals, Zello Ryan, who uh, he scored like the the second goal and oh the first goal and the third goal. Okay. Um, you know, and he kind of was having a rocky year. He came in from Argentina as a designated player. Um, you know, and he had that. You know, he showed up in the big game, and it's so crazy because a guy like that, like in the first few minutes, he had a chance and he just shot it way wide, and I was like, oh god, it's not going to be your day. And he shows up and he scores. Um, it's just it's like one of those players. I don't know if you ever had it, like you know, in the basketball or whatever, but. He's so nonchalant on the ball. It's like, hurry up and shoot. People are closing him down. Right. So it's like he's always just like, taking his time. And then he's like, whoa. I got you. I know what you mean. Like, kind of like everything's just moving so slow and everybody's coming at him. And it's just like that anxiety of everybody. And like, hey, pass it or shoot it or do something and just move yeah. on because you're taking too long. Yeah. I feel like everybody's played with a teammate like that at one point. Yeah. But with the Columbus crew, very good news to see them win the MLS Cup. I mean, oh, yeah. It's obviously a big deal. That's the championship for Major League Soccer. Yep. So, looking to next year with the Columbus crew, what are you looking forward to with the crew, and what are you looking forward to from like a standpoint of Ohio soccer with the crew winning the MLS Cup? Well, uh, 
I have to say, like, right now, I'm just, like, enjoying the fact that they're one. Obviously, I know it's Columbus. It's not Cleveland, but... Right. But, but still you know, Ohio. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and uh, I think, like, I don't know. I haven't really looked too forward to next year. But, you know, if you talk to any player that's won a championship, they want to win it more the next year. Right. You exactly. know, they don't want it to go away. But I think it's great because, uh, number one, it brings respect to the crew organization and... I think especially after the whole Save the Crew movement and the team almost moved, this is huge. Like, that makes the one even more sweeter. Um, you know, and then Austin FC will be in the league next year. Um, which should, which technically would have been the Columbus Crew if they, ended, if they moved. If yeah. anything went right in that situation. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of good, though, because, like, um, you know, the crew got a championship before they ever been in the league. So it's kind of like, you know, a big... Middle finger to them, you right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. That that the timing obviously worked out because I mean, even as a player too, and knowing going into that, you kind of have that animosity towards having that edge of winning the MLS Cup because mm-hmm. you want to obviously win it before the team that you should have slash could have moved to is coming into the league. Mm-hmm. So obviously, that's good news and a good mindset. Yep, and. Honestly, I know we're running out of time here. We were talking crew. We were talking MLS. What do you have to say as a former soccer player? I mean, obviously, everybody has their own opinions about sports and whatnot. But what do you have to say to, I guess, upcoming like soccer players or upcoming soccer fans that could possibly gravitate them to the sport more? Because obviously, like I said, it's not known as a big three and it should be. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the Columbus crew, even though it is Columbus, it is kind of a big deal because it's within the state of Ohio. It's something important, and that's your closest soccer team that you have in Ohio. Mm-hmm. We'll start with, like, adults, I think, um, or, like, young college people, young adults, whatever, yeah. um, that are just going to watch the sport. I think that it's a really good beer-drinking sport. Like, I'm not a huge drinker, um, but I think that – Wherever you go to the games, a lot of, you know, soccer fans, they go to pubs to watch games like the old angle downtown. Not sponsored, but, <laughs> but like, you know, um, they have things for, like, boxing day every year um, where everyone watches games. It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of fun. I guess just give it a shot. I'm not going to force people to eat it. You know what I'm right. saying? It's kind of um, like that different kind of food that, like, Grandma made that nobody really expected, but it's actually really good. Yeah, but I love it. I mean, it's just so different, and there's no commercial breaks, which I think is good. It just is nonstop, and I don't know. I like it. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, advice for players, which actually I'm glad you brought this up. So, like, you know, if, you, if you're a younger person watching this and, you know, you're serious about, you know, being, like, um, a really good player, I'd say, like, you know, in Europe – or something, I would leave the U.S. system, and I would go to Europe as soon as possible, try to get as many tryouts as you can, have no fear, learn what you can learn. If you want to go pro, like, get out of here. Go, like, across the border to Europe, in England, you know, or at least go with someone. Just try to get some tryouts. Try to get in some youth academies there, because if you want to go far, like, you know, in soccer, that's the place to do it, not Major League Soccer. You know, I know it's kind of hypocritical that I'm saying that, but like, you know, say you get your college scholarship to Ohio State or whatever, right? Great, yeah. cool, you got your scholarship, great. You, know, you play college ball, but guys, you know, then you go to the MLS draft. I mean, you don't see a ton of guys coming out of the MLS draft and becoming the next big thing. But I think if, you know, in Europe, you have a chance to do that 
And I mean, you have a chance to learn with players that are a lot better than us, you know, right? And stereotypically, I guess. But and the, even to yeah. prove your fact a little further is that, like early on, we were mentioning names like Christian Ronaldo. You have your Leonel Messi's. Messi. Yeah. You have David Beckham, who's not playing anymore. Retired. Right? Yeah, he's retired. <laughs> but like, you have all these names that have became names, or like me, who's not even a big soccer watcher, mm-hmm. but I'm familiar with those names and. The people wearing the jerseys locally around here yeah. because they have that outstanding factor because they're playing in, like you said, the Anglians or Europe's because they have that tougher challenge and you're also playing within, and those are also your opponents too. And if you're playing with a tougher opponent, usually, I mean, soccer, hockey, whatever sports you were playing, usually if you have a tougher opponent, that's going to strive for you to be better yep. at the end of the day. Yeah, probably in the next level. Exactly. That's, that's kind of like what, like, Sports is missing for the most part is that a lot of people would rather just be complacent and want something. They'd rather have that starting job handed to them, and they'd rather not bust their ass whether it's, I mean, in the gym or else practicing. And it's always something that can make you better. And personally, I'm one of those people that when it comes to something I have interest in, whether it's sports or I mean, even going to the gym, I'm not content with being complacent. I'm always wanting to get better, and that's usually when you see the better players is because they don't stop. There's no off-season, like how Under Armour or Nike has that T-shirt. And I guess, speaking of T-shirts, you weren't wearing a white shirt originally. (laughs) I have to bring it up. We used to have a microphone, but that also is being covered, too. What happened to the shirt you were wearing when you first came down, Kevin? So, well, you ate it. No, I'm just, all right, all right. Got no, so like I had this holiday sweater. Where's your holiday spirit? I'm wearing my shirt. I have to wear my own merch. You can draw like so- uh, like uh, Santa hat on there. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so this is like the sweater. You can't see it because it's green, and we have a green screen behind us. Shh. Brown Stadium, actually. Yeah. See, um, it's just green for the holidays. It's a green lighting. There you go. So yeah, but there's like yeah, so yeah, there's a holiday sweater. And it happens. You're obviously in the holiday spirit. Christmas is coming up, which by the way, we will be doing our show again next Wednesday, seven thirty to nine thirty. We like sports podcast, but K Block. Before we end up letting you go, I mean, obviously, we have one or two options here. Before I end up even sending you off, do you want to stick around for another segment talking more sports? Yeah, whether it's Browns football, Indians. Yeah. Whatever you want to talk about, I mean, we could just feed off of each other for that last half hour. Yeah, my pleasure. I spun off the road. Uh, no, I'm joking. I did not do that. Oh, already then. Okay, so that was a little concerning for me if you ended up spinning off the road and still came here because I'm not that no, important. No, 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 no. <laughs> but no, before but yeah. we end up letting you go so we don't forget, it's more important to get the social media out there now and get it out while you remember instead of forgetting. <laughs> but K-Block, where can they find you on social media, whether it's TikTok, YouTube, Twitter? Where can fans find you at and get more soccer knowledge if they choose to. Absolutely. Well, um, I'll be honest with you. Um, well, I'll start with this. Um, at Kevin O'Blocky is my thing, and I'll I'll tweet something out right now. You can retweet it. And, um, yep, absolutely. I'll show some more of my TikToks. So, uh, um, I'll, I'll be honest up front. So, I love soccer. I watch it and whatnot, but like, a lot of my content isn't really like soccer-based anymore, but I still love the sport. However, I did a lot of YouTube videos. Um, where you had soccer stuff. Like, what are we doing? I was in one of them. <laughs> yeah! Oh, my God. That's so true. Back, um, back when, five years ago, I think, when I was God, 19. <laughs> yeah. But, like, what do we do? Well, like, I'll say two videos I did is, like, um, 
I went to the 2015 MLS Cup final. It's probably my best video, no joke. It was my first one, actually. Okay. Um, and it was just like a giant vlog of the whole thing, but it was great. And then the second thing is like, I don't know what else I do. Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, I made so many. Uh, dang, I don't know. So I did some stuff for Save the Crew, and one time, like, this, like, Chuck and I, like, it was around Halloween. We wanted to sneak candy in the theater, so we cut a soccer ball in half and, like, put candy in it and then taped it to, like, her stomach and, like, <laughs> suck it in a movie theater. So that, That's kind of funny. So, like, you went with, like, the pregnant look kind of thing? That was the goal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then if you like soccer trivia, I did a thing called the soccer stance, like the cash can of soccer. Yep. So, so some famous people in there, too. Which way is your content going towards now, and which way are we able to help you out besides <laughs> a simple retweet? Appreciate it. Well, yeah, just follow on TikTok, share it. I think your kids might like it more. Um, what did we do today? We, oh, man. It was like how two-year-olds versus 20-year-olds react when they see Santa. And uh, I did a TikTok, so I'll, I'll show it up. That's a sample of what I do, but it's a lot more comedy-based, um, relatable humor, that kind of thing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so topical stuff. Yeah, so. Awesome. Yeah. Well, K-Block, thank you for joining us for any kind of soccer education, Columbus Crew, Columbus Crew winning the MLS Cup too. Yeah. But when we get back, stay tuned because it's a miscellaneous half hour. I don't even know what's gonna happen. We might even talk about food, tacos, Sir Yacht Show because you've been on and around with him too. Who knows what might happen this next half hour? Don't go anywhere. We like sports podcasts. Make sure to manscape. Use the promo code Sports the T with a Z and a T. I manscape honestly. Like I don't use manscape, but like, dude, I hate. I hate <laughs> facial hair. The only hair I like is up here. Other than that, there you go. Just gave it a perfect package for your perfect package. The girls prefer it that way. Okay. Well. And welcome back to the Wheeling Sports Podcast with Peyton Vince and K Block Kevin O'Blocky. He's still here. He's still K on the block. That's a dad joke. I just came up with that as is. I told you I'm stupid when it comes to humor. But speaking of humor, I don't mean to discount you anyway. But which one of your uh, YouTube videos that you were looking at in the past had something to deal with a coupon in a fast food restaurant. Oh, God. <laughs> I've done so many fast food pranks. A coupon. Oh, okay. I think you know what you're talking about. So, like, what was it? I made... Uh, so, I, I think a lot of people here play video games, right? Yeah, so, I play FIFA. The FIFA. I don't need more because the game's trash, but... <laughs> it's the same game. All I do is change the menu, the music, and the players. Yep. It's the same game. We're going to pay 60 bucks for it next year. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> not in FIFA 20. So, for FIFA 20, when it came out, like, I made, like, a bogus, like, voucher coupon. Like, I, like, did it in, like, Photoshop. And, like, I was like, take this to, like, McDonald's. And, like, with any food purchased, you get a free copy of FIFA 20. Yeah, and, like, Dude. I did it for a video. Oh, man. Like, that creativity, like, I absolutely love that. <laughs> and, like, just because, like, it's always something because, like, you have you, you have two options. Is that reaction of that fast food worker, or even if you go to, like, a regular, like, store, they either laugh about it and they get it's a joke, or else they get really pissed off for no reason <laughs> because they don't get humor. So it usually goes one of two ways. Yeah. Also, what we were talking about while we were on break is the weirdest sports jersey that you have in your closet because usually on sunday mornings when we're at first stop and we're talking at the bar and we're on from 11 to 12 45 we have this one guy nick and we have nick's closet party which he has a different plethora amount of jerseys like he's been on three times and has had three different jerseys he's had like the browns orange with like 
somebody's last name on the back, but he also goes with his last name on the back because he knows he's not leaving then. So with the whole entire jersey idea, probably gearing more towards soccer, I'm assuming. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. What is the weirdest soccer jersey or sports jersey you have in your closet? Well, I don't have a lot. So like in my spare time, obviously like soccer and hockey, but like I like fashion. Like we're talking like high end, not your hype beast stuff. We're talking like legit fashion. Um and I'm a quality over quantity guy, so I really don't have a lot of stuff. But um, this is a good question. I'd have to say, I actually have a Seattle Sounders jersey. It's a white one that says Xbox on the front. Why? Well, it's got my name on the back because I did a contest. What was it like? I did like something with FIFA, but like we did a tournament and I was the Sounders or something, so I got a jersey. So I guess that's it. That's awesome, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I have a crew jersey as well. So, yeah. Sweet. So, and also what we were talking about outside of the whole entire, like, whether it's sports jerseys, pranks through your yeah. YouTube channel, which again, this year that's what's missing in 2020 is good pranks anymore because, like, yeah, everybody has to follow rules and stuff. Yeah. Now and all this. Yeah. Fun, annoying stuff that hopefully come within the next month or so, maybe some normalcy. But when it comes to sports cards, I mean, we have had guests on from the standpoint of iRacing, when it's internet racing and you have the whole entire setup, which is video game related to, like FIFA. No coupon for that, though. I know that's an expensive sport to get in, is <laughs> iRacing. But we've also had talking trading cards. And that's wow, something really? that with trading cards that I'm starting to see again that, like, when we were kids, it was always something that was, like, super popular. And, like, you wanted to get into, but you also wanted just to collect. You didn't want to flip it and resell it or else buy the whole entire $90 package that has a possibility of being $1,000 if you end up selling it. Yeah. But, like, something that's so common now, too, is that, like, you just have a lot more people into trading cards, which possibly that's what 2020 did for you, is mm-hmm. that you had that, well, I'm sitting down doing nothing. I have all this unemployment money. If I'm on unemployment, why don't I try to actually have some fun and collect something that I did as a kid? So with collecting sports cards, you did it at one point, right? Soccer related? Oh, yeah, for sure. So what got you into collecting cards? Like, what is, like... What is probably, if you could think off the top of your head, like financially-wise, with soccer, who is probably the best card you could get and actually flip for, like, a good amount of money? And also, what cards did you have in your collection? God. Well, so I still have them, actually. I'm a huge, like, neat freak, so, like, quality over quantity. Um, <laughs> and I still like to, you know, buy, like, the boxes and everything on them. Um, we're talking about best investment for the future. Well, this summer is, like... Uh, the Euro, which is the World Cup for all every country in Europe, not the USA, not Brazil, it's just European countries. Okay. Um, and then the following year is the World Cup. So I would go with think about players that are going to be playing in that. For example, I think Kylian Mbappe is really good. He's 21. He's on fire. Plays for PSG. He's got it. I mean, he's got it. He's fast. He's a great goal scorer. The ceiling's the limit. So, I mean, his stuff's expensive. I'd probably like go with him or like. I think Messi and Ronaldo, you can't go wrong. It's like the Jordan of, like, you know. Of soccer. soccer yeah, yeah that, that's awesome. Yeah, I really think those are – I mean, there's a bunch of other players. Um, I'd say Ferran Torres is good for Man City. Um, there's a handful of players, but usually I, I think the GOATs are, like, always a safe investment. You know, 
obviously you're paying a little bit more, but again, if you're yeah. doing that, it's going to be quantity or quality over quantity with your mindset yeah. there. So with your collection of cards, what would you say got you into collecting cards and what's in your collection? Yeah, I didn't answer those questions, so I'll answer it it's now. All, it's all good. Uh, That's yeah. why I brought it back. That's why I'm here. Oh, my God. I think um, my dad took me to like a card store, I don't know, when I was like young and they got something. I don't really remember what my first one was. I don't know. Um, let's see. And then what was your other question about the What's in your collection in of collection. what you have? I mean, obviously limited, but like what's in your yeah. collection or like what stands out? Let's see here. Well, I have Kevin De Bruyne's rookie card. So, like, he plays for Man City, Belgium. Uh, his name's Kevin, just like me. And, like, we kind of look similar. Like, I did a video on YouTube, Kevin De Bruyne picks up girls. Or you see in the comments, you look like you could be De Bruyne. So, so he's, like, my favorite player since, like, I found him in 2012. I was like, holy crap, that guy looks like me. And he actually was in Cleveland when he played for Belgium against the United States at the Brown Stadium here. Okay, yeah. Like, no joke. So, um... I have his rookie card. I have some interesting stuff. Why can you not think? Oh, my gosh. All right, so we'll get back to that. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to alter oh your God. mind right here. Because let's let's do this. I've gotten this so many times. I'm going to take off the take hat. Take off the hat. All right. So when it comes to my face, what celebrity do you think I look like? Because I get it more often than not than you'd imagine. Once I say the name, you're going to end up probably seeing it. Jake Paul. Nope. No, 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 okay. no, nope, I'm not a scumbag. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's from West League, Ohio. No, yeah, that's but, uh, great. And he also wants to fight Conor McGregor, and he's trying to convince him oh, of fifty really? million dollars. Well, that's a good business move. You should do it. So um, I really don't know much about it. It's probably a bad idea. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, who do you look like? I'm trying to think. All right, ready? Honestly, I'm, I don't know. Chris Pratt. I don't even know who that is, honestly. Oh my God! I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna we're gonna act like that didn't happen. Okay. I look, I've gotten it so many times that I look like Chris Pratt, so that's why it goes into your story, the soccer player that you look like. Like, I mean, Chris Pratt. Um, if you saw uh, Parks and Rec, Andy. Um, trying to th- he was also in like Iron Man two or something. Like, but yeah, like that's something I get so often is that like once you hear it, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't believe it. You oh. should make a video. Chris Pratt tries to pick up girls for TikTok. Everyone like and follow right now. <laughs> Comment, share. That's a great idea. Do it. I'm like, I will do it for you. I'll give you the pickup lines. Yo, this will be in tomorrow's video. <laughs> Not tomorrow. The next day's video. Christmas pickup lines are ready for this. Are you single or no? I'm single. Okay, good. Same I am too, and I like it that way. <laughs> okay. What you got to do is be like, hey, your ass should be on the nice list. It's been looking good all year long. <laughs> and that doesn't get me beaten up. That's that's that's, that's oh, all it works. Safe. That works. Wow. Okay. So, obviously, I'm going to have to have on, like, a couple flannels because Chris Pratt has, depending on which movie, he's a little bit more thicker than me. So, I'm going to have to put on a couple of, uh, couple more flannels. Soccer obviously. ball in the stomach. Yeah, and then kind of just plump up a little yeah. bit or else just eat a lot of food tonight and then go ahead and just <laughs> go with these pickup lines. But, I mean, honestly, like, I, like, when it comes to content, obviously, we're a sports show. We have fun. We talk sports. 
obviously you could have content any niche whatsoever or niche. I don't even know what it's called anymore. So many people. I was always growing up calling it a niche group. Right. Never heard niche, but you're like, yeah, something like that. But honestly, when it comes to that, if that's something that finds you guys interested, that you would actually like to see that, or else even on the We Like Sports YouTube page, because we do have that, there's like a subscribe button all the way by like the helmet. Or we're just going to point here for now, but it's by the helmet, actually. Smash that subscribe button. There we go. That Knock the bell into the upper 90. Okay, I'm an expert at this. I've done the YouTube stuff. So. so you're going to run our YouTube channel. Deal. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is that if like it finds somebody's interest, Rose willing to try it. Like, for example, we have, like I said, the way our show is... Is we have comedy, we have stupid humor that makes you laugh. Usually, I'm Peyton, king of the dad jokes. I also feel like that is a line from Monty Python, and that was not even supposed to happen, but it just worked that way. But it's always that stupid sense of humor, but we're always willing to talk sports, too. And on that note, we have about 13 more minutes talking. Sports-wise, outside of soccer, what is your... Sport outside of soccer and hockey. Because I know you said hockey too, but if there's anything you could talk about, what would it be? Well, those are the two. God, I don't know. Well, like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, we can talk about the Blue Jays. No, that's cool. I saw the boy. Uh, I will say this. I saw the bronze on Sunday. They looked good. This is the first time in years they looked good. This yeah. is unreal. And, like, you're talking to the wrong person, too, because I'm a Steelers fan. What? Why do you like them? <laughs> I'm getting flipped off by the producer. Well, I think they're in first place, right? No, yeah, but what was it? I think Lamar was – he was having a bad year, and then he showed up. Oh, my gosh. He showed up at the wrong time. He shouldn't have showed up on Sunday. Monday, Monday yeah, same thing. But I mean, yeah. obviously, if you saw the game, we were talking about it with our one co-host that can't make it. Yeah, I saw it. Professional Parker Pierce. Did Lamar Jackson have to go to the bathroom when he ran into the tunnel? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just all for, like, care. assumption here. Like, I wish he didn't come out, with all due respect. Yeah. Uh, they probably would have lost if we, you know, he stayed in. And the good news, though, too, is that with the Browns-Ravens matchup, if Lamar Jackson would have ended up staying in the locker room because he had boo-boo belly syndrome... He was they, watching the I Like Sports podcast, so follow him now and share with a friend. We're we like sports. We Exactly, we like you sports. Got, you got the That's same idea. It's a different pronoun. <laughs> but, I mean, he might have been. But if Trace McSorley would have been the quarterback the whole time and the Browns would have won, it wouldn't have been as sweet for them right. to watch or actually win and brag about it because then it would be, oh, well, our starting quarterback wasn't there. So I'll take the deficit that they lost by. I but disagree. A, a win is, is a win. You win at all costs, Machiavellian. That's what I say. And, like, obviously that is the mindset. You would love to win at all costs, but also at the same time, though, you always have all your critics. In any sport, I mean, you know it, being a former soccer player, hockey player, you always have your critics of people that would rather – Depending on how far you get or how far you were, there's always somebody talking negative just to bring you down. I like it personally, but yeah. And like that, that's the mindset is that if you end up having the trash talking or whatever, obviously you want to get better and shut up the critics. Right now, the Browns are doing their best at that because, again, it's 2020. They're sitting at 9 and 4 after losing. They're playing Sunday night after originally having to play at 1. It's something this year that you don't expect with the Browns. Yeah. 
That's so true. <laughs> that's kind of why if I'm a Browns, Browns fan, I have the mindset of, hey, if they're going to win, I want them to win with the Ravens best on the field. I'd rather not have any excuses. Understandable. Because that's the same thing. If the Browns would have beaten the Steelers and they ended up losing Ben Roethlisberger and wide receiver Juju Smith. I get what you're saying, but like, no, man. Like, I don't care who they put out there. The Ravens are the Ravens. I don't care who they put out there. Yeah. At the end of the day, is a win is a win. That's not my problem, okay? That's If I'm the Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield, Am I crying that Lamar Jackson's not out? No, that's not my problem. My job yeah. is to win games and make people happy in Cleveland. Oh, hi, yo, yes. I love this guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we ought to talk about the Sir Yacht pranks, but I, I don't Yes, we still have to get to that. We have about 10 minutes. Is he minutes watching left. this? No, he better not be. We'll find out. I, I'm i just going to take a guess, and I, I'm going to have no confidence in Someone's going to tag him, but I don't care. I, that's fine if they do. But... With the football standpoint, obviously, Browns-Ravens, that's always a matchup that a lot of people hate that goes into the whole entire movement of the Browns. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there more hate if you are a Browns fan? Or for you personally, would you have more hate or dislike, because hate's a strong word at the end of the day, for the Ravens or the Steelers? Which one would you rather... Deal with, I guess. I guess that's like the best turn. Neither. Both suck. They're shite. Go Browns. Subscribe to We Like Sports. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we are about nine minutes in. I'm going to get rid of my plugs. You're going to end up talking about the pranks, but before we get into the pranks, I'm going to get rid of my plugs now. So the We Like Sports podcast, catch us tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, all that. Anything you could find on your phone, iHeart Radio, iHeart Media. MySpace. MySpace, we don't have that because it's so old Tinder. school. Oh. Tinder, I'm on that. <laughs> I say that with pride. That's probably not a good thing. <laughs> but we have our podcast, 9 a.m. Thursday morning. We like sports YouTube page. Check us out. Twitch, we're on there, too. That's going to be live. Probably going to be able to see it tomorrow morning. But right now, we're live on both those networks, both those streaming ideas, Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC, all of our social media at the bottom, Facebook, obviously Facebook, you're probably watching it from there, that's the most viewed area, but Sunday, first step, Parma, 11 to 12.45, we got the Browns pregame, Parker Pierce, Peyton Vance, we're going to be talking Browns. We're probably going to end up having another Wait, closet party. You like the Steelers, but this is like a Browns show? How do you do that? Like, okay, so my favorite... Very carefully. My favorite hockey team is the Colorado Avalanche, and Detroit was close. I would never do a Red Wings pregame show. They're shite. I hope they suck forever, and they're never good again. <laughs> like, there's so many Steelers fans that I hear apparently like, oh, I hope the Browns are good. I'm like... Well, here's the, th- here's the thing, and I... I you, <laughs> Oh so this is always the mindset that I have, and I'll explain this, and then we'll get into the Suryat pranks. Oh, yeah. But this is the mindset that I have. So when I was four years old, this is when my stepdad came into play, and he was from Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Newcastle United, Premier League. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's in Pennsylvania, obviously not too far away from Pittsburgh. Okay, that's That's right, the that's way right. I grew up. So Makes sense. All right. As long as the Steelers and the Browns aren't playing 14 out of 16 games, I want to see the Browns do good. When the Browns played the Steelers... I guess that makes sense here. Okay. That week back when there was a lot of hype, and a lot of people thought the Steelers were going to lose. I wanted to see a good game. 
I didn't want the Browns to win, but I wanted to see them actually play a good game like they did against the Ravens because that means that every Cleveland fan that's been through suffering and since coming back since 1999, it's something that's well-deserved, finally, because those people, like, people even so in my age bracket... man. <laughs> but, like, so many people in my age bracket always want to pick the winner, no matter what sport. That's why you don't see as many Browns fans, and I get criticized for being a Steelers fan, but I have a good reason behind it. Oh, yeah, you're from there. But if you end up having other people, like... The nearest 17-year-old kid, 18-year-old kid who hasn't seen the Browns win at all, that explains why he's a rooting for the Seattle Seahawks or the Steelers or the right. Saints or whatever top-notch team there is that year. Right. That's why he has 13 different tr- jerseys in his closet right. of whatever team he wants to wear that day. Right. So, And that's a lot of thing though, is that, like, that loyalty to your sports team is forgotten anymore. And I think the fact that I'm able to educate on both the Steelers side and the Browns side, that's what gets people interested. Because well, obviously, man, that works for me. Obviously, <laughs> I'm a lot to be hated for because I am a Steelers. No, fan. no, no. I mean, like, I, we don't like this. We don't have a problem with you. We just don't like the team. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> but on that note. I have nothing else to say. I know you want to talk about those Suriat pranks. Oh, yeah. So let's get into it. This is this is your time to shine what did right you, now. What did you see that I did? So I saw the whole entire the Taco Bell thing. So explain the backstory. Like, sure. Let me get the backstory of the whole entire Taco Bell thing. It was 100 tacos, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I surprised Suriat with 100 tacos on his podcast, The Yacht Club. So I told him I wasn't coming, right? But I had the location of everything here. So I went to Taco Bell. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get 100 tacos. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, like, whatever. Actually, like, it was only, like, 55, but... And he was struggling the whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He wasn't going to eat 100. And also, with the other, like... I don't know if you're around with this, but I know Suriatsu. He's he's a character without a doubt, and, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah. But like his chicken nugget challenge. Oh my gosh! Weren't you there for that too? I was. Yep. So like, what was that like? And like, how many? What was the final number of nuggets that ended up being downed? I think it was sixty. I, I thought you were going to say six, and that would have been uh, <laughs> six, like six yeah. out of the thousand. No, I think it was sixty. What was it like? It was. Uh, it was sexy. All right. What was it like, though? I don't know. I mean, it was cool. Like, I mean, put it like this. So, like, I really don't follow the NFL. Really, I don't. I mean, like, the Browns, I don't really, like, follow it. Um, so, like, I did all my research. So, I'm like, well, he's going to be, like, just dying the whole podcast. So, like, I looked up all this stuff and made it seem like I knew everything. So, he's just there. He's like, yeah. And he's like, uh, you know what you're talking about? I'm like, I know, dude. You know? But, uh, but yeah, on a different day, I would eat more chicken nuggets than Suriyat. Okay. And then... No, honestly, like, dude, like, I suck at eating challenges, and, like, I would not eat fast food. Honestly. Ew. So disgusting. Like, I would try it. Like, when we were DMing back and forth, too, like, I ended up, like, making the joke, too, and I'm like, hey, if you have any treats to bring, like, this is also assuming that I, I want to be solo. I so, I mean, obviously, that opens up the door for next time, mm-hmm. but, like... I think the thing is, is that if we're hungry enough, I think between three of us, we could take care of 100 tacos. Oh, for sure. I think so. And, like, I mean, what, what's the math there? 33 and a half or something? 33 and a third times three. Keith, if he's here, four. So then that yeah. evens up to 25. Yeah. I mean, what other pranks have you done to Suryatu? Because I know I saw, obviously, like the Taco Bell one. What other ones, or what is your favorite one that you've done? The Taco obviously, one was good. I surprised him with the pumpkin full of Taco Bell. Yep, I birthday. saw that one. Yep. Uh, but what we did was, like, 
okay, so I had a pumpkin, right? And I just like took all the food and I just dumped it into there. And then I threw like a Baja Blast on top. So then I opened like the sauce packets and I dumped the cheese in there too. So it was like it was a Taco Bell pumpkin. Then like. It doesn't sound appetizing, and obviously you're not eating the pumpkin, but, like, I'm the type of person that I don't like when my food touches together. Right. So, like, if there's pumpkin next to a taco, I don't know if I'm eating it. Like, that's <laughs> that's kind of concerning for me. But... Oh, this is a good one, too. So, which one's that one? And then we uh, have to end up getting off the air. I understand. Did. There's a Donut Reaper prank, so Dunkin' Donuts had these new... Uh, is that the spicy donut or whatever? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So... So what I did was, like, I did a donut stacking challenge where I was stacking the most donuts in 60 seconds. I stacked 12. But I touched them, right? And then I threw them off 175-foot drop, and they, like, were, like, you know, on the ground. And then I put them back in the box. I brought them in here. Happy birthday! And he ate them, and so did Zach. And I'm like, if I were you, I'd put that down. And then the look of horror on their face. They knew what they got into. So, so obviously, what we're doing here, bringing you on one time... We're in a dangerous spot right now because if you end up joining us and making pranks with us, obviously, we're in a dangerous spot, but in a good way because obviously no harm, no foul, but you are you seem like the type of person that would be the type that enjoys fun and messing around. Yeah, yeah, around bro. with people. Thus the reason the McDonald's coupon FIFA ticket that... You got to do what you love, have a fun time doing it, like anything that's possible, chase your goals and your dreams because why not, you know, so. Absolutely. New merch dropping soon. Hell yeah, dude. We have to end up. I'll give you a We Like Sports t shirt. We have to end up Deal. getting that merch. Merch swap. Merch I got swap. sample. It's actually in printing right now. People could probably get it if they want, but. I'll, w- I'll wait for you. I want to get, like, a sample first. Because, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I'm a men's fashion diva. Like, no joke. Like, so I'm kind of fortunate. But, like, I've had, like, a lot of. So, I don't know. I don't like cheap stuff, but you got to start somewhere. So it's, like. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you have a lovely Christmas sweater. Yeah, the season. Thanks, Doug. Well, you know what the best part on it? It's got the tag on it still, so when I'm done filming it, I can return it. Uh, 2020, that's where we're at right now. We're returning clothes we already wore. No, it was is that, 1999, actually. Is that, is that, is that sanitary to do? Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> but before we end up actually getting off air, again, one more plug for your social media. TikTok, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Where you want them to find you, where can they find you? Go to TikTok or Instagram at Kevin O'Blocky. It's just, or you can do the Twitter. There you go. Reply. Do your thing. Subscribe. Hit that Subscribe. like button. Upper crust. Upper crust. No, no. Here's upper what it is. Bell. You're going to do this. You're going to close the show. It's a We Like Sports podcast on Manscaped Sports with the Z. It's your turn now. All right. How do, I, how do I do this? When I did the soccer stuff, what was it? It was smash that subscribe button and bike the bell into the upper 90 on this football. That's how we do it here on the most lit football channel on the planet. Hell yeah. We like sports podcasts. We'll see you Sunday. See you Sunday. Not me, but you'll see him. All right. Go Brown. Steelers shite. Bye. 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 Love you, Mark. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.